How does uh, celebrating an SEC championship compare to celebrating a national championship? It's a little bit nicer because during the natty I had to go get emergency like drug tests right after that. <laughs> <laughs> it took like 30 minutes and everyone else in the locker room having fun. What's up guys? Welcome to Joe Pat on the Bets. This is your host Joe Pat with co-host Ryan V. Shalom. And that was uh, Brock Bowers after the SC Championship game telling everybody that he had to go get drug tested after the Natty, which is a story I don't think ever came out. I never heard of it. And that is hilarious that uh, he thrashes Alabama and has to go take a drug test after the game. It's just perfect. That's the perfect example of Alabama bias. Anyone who does that to them must be on drugs. Exactly. I wonder if Hendon Hooker had to get drug tested. Probably about seven times this season. Actually, no, if anybody had to Ashley. get drug tested, it would have been Jalen Hyatt or Brew McCoy <laughs> catching that last pass. But. Jalen Hyatt has definitely gone through some drug tests. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I would I would definitely be drug testing a freshman that had two touchdowns and over 150 yards receiving on me. 100%. We don't have a whole lot of games to get at you because there wasn't a whole lot of games this weekend. But this is a review day, Mondays. Yep, and we have... Top 25 to get to. Oh, do we? Because yeah, all that matters is the Monday. top four. Well, if you're a playoff expansionist, yeah, all that matters is the top four, but I care about football as a whole. So the 22nd best team is still the 22nd best team, even though the playoffs are happening. But so I'm going to talk about them. everybody even played last week. How can they, how can they improve or decline? Uh, well, because people ahead of them can improve or decline. <sighs> all right, fair enough. So what does that mean? This is going to be our last 25? Uh, yeah, probably. I didn't and then we'll a do twenty five, but I can tell you the top twelve. We'll do a final, a final twenty five after, after the natty. But, anyways, first up we got Utah USC. We uh, took the money on this one, as we did on every bet this week. Chuching. Oh yeah, we were undefeated this week. Uh, Utah beat USC forty seven to twenty four, and well, USC got throttled. I mean, it was that they jumped out fourteen to three early, and then got demolished after that. I saw some tweet from uh, Reddit College Football about Lincoln Riley being in the hot seat. Did you see that? That's just not <laughs> about just not a thing. About the uh, 2019 uh, USC season or 2020, whatever whatever season they went 5-0. and The next year their head coach got fired after he went 1-1. and Oh, yeah. Well, they went 5-0 and against a bunch of FCS teams and <laughs> Colorado and their head coach. So yeah, is Lincoln Riley in the hot seat? Uh, not a chance. This is his first year, and they were in the conference championship game. That was their first year, and they went five and zero against a bunch of nobodies. Which granted, five and zero. You can make that argument with this USC team too that they played a bunch of nobodies and lost to somebody they played twice. But either way, took the money. Cam Rising just had himself a day, won the game. Now Caleb Williams, Utah was, making us cash. Caleb Williams was hurt for most of this game and still put up 363 yards and three touchdowns. So still a solid day for Caleb, but not enough to do it. I mean, those three touchdowns were the only three they got. Per report, a lot more when he was, uh, when Riley was trying to pull him, he wouldn't come out. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. He's a gamer. I mean, 
Hendon Hooker probably didn't want to come out either, but he literally couldn't walk. So I mean, Hendon Hooker <laughs> had no choice. Yeah. Oh, anyways, moving on. Another game we took money on, Kansas State and TCU. The Chalky Milks, my favorite team. Kansas State won this game outright, like we told you they would do. 31-28. to Had the wrong team favorite. Now, by the time this game kicked off, Kansas State was a one-and-a-half point favorite. So, I don't know when some major swing come in, but, yeah, glad we got on it when it was positive money. If you were a real baller, like uh, yours truly, you would have taken both Kansas State and, uh, who, who did we just talk about? Utah. And Utah on the money line, both of them. If you have any kind of testicles between your sheets. Yeah, they uh, they both won the game outright and have pretty good feelings on that that would be the case. Uh, this game was a game to watch. Hell, and after this week, you might as well just put every single pick into a parlay and then put <laughs> a dollar on it because that's going to be like 37 games. Um, This game was the game to watch this weekend. And, you know, I didn't even get to see... The last two minutes of regular time and overtime, because I was inside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, getting absolutely rowdy. This just in, Jordan is an alcoholic. I was very alcoholic this weekend, I can tell you that, Mark. Speaking of which, kids, don't drink and drive. This uh, message is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway (laughs) Safety Office. I wish it was. They can pay me. They wouldn't. They ain't got to know what I do on my off time. Next up, LSU versus Georgia. Georgia took it to him, 50-30, to 30, and I don't know if y'all know this or not, but when Georgia was up 7 to nothing after that blocked field goal, and then when LSU scored the tying touchdown to take it 7-7, to seven, LSU had seven first downs and Georgia had zero. So, not a whole lot to be said positively for the start for Georgia, outside of blocking a field goal and taking it to the house. That sure doesn't hurt. That's more of a mistake by LSU, just being completely unaware. And well, in fact, some of Georgia's team was unaware. I was about to unaware. say, half of Georgia's team was walking to the sideline, too. Luckily, Chris Smith's got a brain on him. Speaking they, of Chris Smith, um, before before the Clemson game, Clemson football tweeted about going to Charlotte. And then the parody account that's called Clemson football that really just shits talk everything they say. And it, it's hilarious. said, Last time we played in Charlotte, our quarterback threw the only touchdown of the game to the wrong team. And I, I about, loved that I tweet. about peed. That I shit was hilarious. That. Oh, yeah. Follow follow us on Twitter to get retweets like that. And uh, in case you didn't know, that same quarterback didn't throw a single touchdown against North Carolina. Uh, but for oh, LSU... Speaking of which, DJ hit the portal also. Yeah. Do we want to get into that rabbit mm, hole right now? No. Okay. Because we're not going to talk much about Army-Navy, so we got to have something to talk about later. All right, fair enough. Uh, for LSU, your future is bright. I'll tell you this much. Garrett Nussmeyer, he may be a statue in the pocket, but the dude can sling it. R.I.P. in peace, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Jaden, you had a great season, and I know you're, Time still, to hit the portal. you're still a sophomore. He already hit the portal. If he hits the portal again, <laughs> he has to sit a year. So, Time to hit the portal, buddy. Nussmeyer, welcome. You're going to take the league by storm next year. You're going to be the next Will Rogers and throw for a million yards and 60 touchdowns because you can absolutely sling it. I hope you have an offensive line to protect you next year because you didn't have it this year. That's why Jaden Daniels was playing. Um, Kendall Milton had eight carries for 113 yards. My goodness. But offensively, I really thought LSU had the better day. 
Georgia just kind of got the benefit of field position, defensive scores. I will say that LSU looked a lot better offensively than I thought they would, but I think it was just their playmakers finally stepped up. Like well, uh, they looked Booty, a lot, like they looked Keyshawn a lot better Booty. offensively in the second half when Nuss Meyer took over and he started slinging that rock everywhere. I mean, fair enough. Nussmeier, but I, I was giving credit to Booty because I yeah, saw him scooting all over. The he field. had a he had a couple of good big plays. Uh, Malik Neighbors had a day, five catches, hundred and twenty eight yards on a touchdown. But Nussmeyer came in and played just the second half and fifteen to twenty seven. Not that great completion percentage wise, but I mean, look at the defense he's going against. That's an NFL team. 294 yards and two touchdowns. Look at this guy just sucking Georgia dick. You want me to go find It's the, quite slobbery over here, ladies and gents. You want me to go find the reporter that said that that I'm quoting? Or uh, you want to just hop so off me? So now he's sucking reporter dick. No, I'm just telling you that when you have 15 guys go to the league on defense, that's All an NFL I'm defense. All I'm telling you is that Jordan likes to slob on knobs that are related to Georgia football. All right. Tune in next week when I'm by myself yet again because Ryan <laughs> can't learn what the fuck no means. <sighs> Ladies and gents, I'm going to be unemployed from the show very quickly. My my time as your antagonist has been a good one. Don't forget me. You can be an antagonist and still see reason. I mean, 15 players to the league and half of which are starting in the league right now. That's an NFL defense. And, I mean, the way that Nussmeyer won was one-on-ones and the receivers just got up and made big plays, including tight ends getting up and making big plays. I mean, just about everybody. So, so there's on that one team more thing on. about this Georgia game that I wanted to bring up, and it related to um, that two point conversion to hit fifty points. And something that came to my mind when that happened was all of the comments about class during a blowout when Tennessee beat the shit out of Missouri, and most of this shit came from Georgia fans. Well, this game wasn't necessarily a blowout yet. It Who wasn't the fourth quarter. Regularly wasn't, blow out their opponents. It wasn't two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And there's a difference in blowing your opponent out in the first half and then coasting and blowing your opponent out in the second half and then scoring another touchdown with 30 seconds left. Yeah, and also that two-point conversion in, to hit 50 was not in the first half. Uh, Yeah, it was. It was the fourth quarter. Or, yeah, I'm saying, I, I see what you're saying now. But it was also still a 20-point game. I mean, LSU was throwing touchdowns on just about every drive, so they still had to score. They couldn't just go into shutdown because the other team hadn't scored in seven drives. So you're up 18. You can go up 19 with this PAT, but instead you choose to go up 20 with this two-point conversion just because you want it to look better and you expect to be able to talk down to anybody else about class. Go fuck yourselves. That has nothing to do with it. You're obviously retarded because there is a big difference. You can't say the R word. There is a big difference in twenty points. There's a big difference in twenty points and forty-two points. Okay, that's double. Apparently not. If you would have gone through, I've been looking at these AP rankings and CFP rankings all season. Just do you think Tennessee beats Alabama with Joe Milton? Win margins don't mean shit. Do you think Tennessee beats? Alabama with Joe Milton. Yes. You're crazy. 100%. Crazy. LSU First of all, that game took divine intervention. So With Hendon Hooker. The divine intervention would have helped Joe Milton just as much. No, because Joe Milton can override divine intervention with overthrows. So 
this is where we get into the the higher power debate. Anyone who believes in God says, nope, Joe Milton would win. Well, I don't think that Joe Milton beats Alabama. Well, I just trumped uh, you because I just took like half the world. They're on my <laughs> side. It's that that number decreases every day. But UCF Tulane. Moving on to the Green Wave, the Hulks, whatever you want to call them. Thought uh, thought UCF could get it done back to back with uh, Willie Fritz on potentially on the move, but I guess him telling Tulane or telling Georgia Tech he wanted to coach the bowl game or the championship game and. Uh, so is he the coach he that's to... uh, going to be doing the bowl on the same sideline, the uh, Fenway Bowl? I have no idea. I don't know who's playing in the Fenway Bowl. Uh, from what I can tell, like the tweets I've been seeing, like I re- I can't really tell, but they're saying it's one coach that left a team to go to the other. Those two teams are playing each other. Oh, well, he's still with his team, so that's not it. That's not them. Who's in no, the like they're saying bowl? let this guy... Uh, let this guy coach both teams at the same time, oh, especially yeah, that's since not they'll happen. be on the same sideline. Oh, it's Louisville and uh, who's Louisville playing in their bowl game? Oh, is it Louisville and Cincinnati? Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're going to be on the same sideline in the Fenway Bowl, so why not just let him coach both teams? Yeah, that'd be something, wouldn't it? That'd be a hell of a historic day for <laughs> college football. Uh, either way... I thought UCF could get it done. They beat them once when the team was fully bought in, and I thought the team would be uh, a little deflated with the Willie Fritz news, but I guess he got them bought back in, saying, I'm not going anywhere, because they uh, dominated. I'm not fucking leaving. Uh, they have the leader in every stat category. Quarterback, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Running back, 200 yards, a touchdown. That's kind of ridiculous. Uh, that's that's a way to win a conference championship right there. Convincingly. Uh, Solidifying themselves in the top 25. Next up, we have Purdue versus Michigan. and Exciting game. Yeah. At least if you bet on the spread. It was, because Michigan covered late. Late, yeah. late. It was a scary one. And I wouldn't know, because I was asleep at the Buckies. But we both half of had game. Michigan to win parlays. Yep, and I woke up. They were up. dependent upon Michigan covering that 16 and a half. <laughs> and I woke up. And I heard the cheering. I was like, okay, Michigan won. Let me go check the score. You 43. heard cheering from so, your TV? From my iPad. Oh. 43 to 22. Let me do some quick math. 21, that's more than 16. That's cash. So Who's ever woken up from cheering at the end of a football game on TV that they fell asleep during? Me, because I was in the parking lot of the buggies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that part, obviously. Ah, I told you I'm on the spectrum. Yeah, you got that right. But uh, Michigan had themselves a little day. Now, the first half was would worry you if uh, you're, you thought Michigan was going to not cover. If you didn't know two things. One, being Michigan has definitely been a second-half team this year outside of the Illinois game. And two, Purdue had to have absolutely everything go right in the first half to keep it a one-point game. Oh, I was watching, and they were playing perfectly. And I they was thinking, perfect. I was thinking they were going to take it to the end because they just could not make an error to save their lives. I mean, they were getting or fourth down conversions. Holy hell! Aiden O'Connell didn't throw for a touchdown. Three hundred and sixty-six passing yards, 
two picks. There's no touchdown. way that's real. I didn't watch him throw for a single touchdown in that game. Nope. I'm not, not convinced. One. I'm not convinced. Charlie Jones had 13 catches for 162 yards. I know. I was watching dude go off. Yeah, but he did not throw for one touchdown. They ran all their touchdowns in. Oh, that's depressing. And it, that, it, if they scored Especially some, since they've been a passing team all year. Yeah, if they got some touchdowns through the air, they might have been able to might have been able to do some things in this game. But either way, twenty two to forty three. Michigan took the dub, covered the spread. They were wide receivers got them T Rex arms. Speaking of T Rex arms, there's a Mississippi State wide receiver that just hit the portal. I mean that's not surprising. (laughs) I mean it is surprising because (laughs) they don't have hands. They got T Rex hands. You know, there's something to be said. I love Mike Leach. Don't get me wrong on this at all. There's a very high possibility that that receiver just got pissed at all this shit that Mike Leach has been saying and gave up, and now he's hitting the portal. <laughs> Shouldn't have taken that boy's chair away. <laughs> yeah, he just needed a seat, coach. Uh, next up, Clemson, South Carolina. Nope, Clemson versus North Carolina in the ACC championship game. 39-10. to 10. This was depressing to watch. Um, so DJ Uyungle got the start, ran the first two drives, mm-hmm. got absolutely nothing going. Mm-hmm. They put in Cade Klubnik, and he just proceeds to go 20 of 24. And, uh, makes you wonder if you're a Clemson fan, why the fuck has dude been on the bench all season? We might be in the playoffs right now if that wasn't the case. It's kind of crazy and honestly kind of poetic that Clemson figures out their quarterback situation right before they play Tennessee. Who has a quarterback issue right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Clemson is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Somebody kill me. And in case you're wondering, early, early, I would take Clemson to cover the two-and-a-half. Um, that being said, that's all we got for uh, is, the reviews. Is that all the games that happened? That's all the games we're reviewing. There's only, I mean, well, there was just, 12 just games. Just quick mention that, them. What, what else happened? I mean, just, just give the scores. nothing. What are we, like, 18 minutes in? Give the people what they want. They want to know what happened in football. I mean, Buffalo beat Akron by a point. Yep, the Buffalo. The Buffalo. And not a, not a championship game, just a just a, re, a rescheduled game. Oh, fuck them. UTSA beat North Texas. Love them. Um, first off, how is... Okay, never mind. I was about to say, how is UTSA 11-2 and two and North Texas is 7-6 and six and they're playing for a conference championship? Well, that's because North Texas is six and two in Conference USA. Uh, UTSA won forty-eight twenty-seven. Who else? Toledo won the MAC seventeen to seven. They over Ohio. Troy, we cash money on. Wait, Troy. we didn't talk about Troy and Coastal at all. No, because it was a bloodbath and it was not not necessarily a big game. We just I bet mean, on it. Yeah, I mean, for a second, I was that's a cash. I was convinced Coastal was there, but nope. We talked about it, and Troy for sure. Troy cashed it. Yeah, we took it at minus 10, and it dropped all the way to 7. And it didn't matter because they beat the dog piss out of us. And it dropped. It kept dropping because it looked like Grayson McCall was going to play. And he did play. And he put up 320 yards and three touchdowns. But it wasn't it enough. It wasn't enough, ladies and gentlemen. this Troy football team has been playing football this year. They've been playing D1 football. Uh, Fresno got the win over Boise. The rematch. They lost the first time against Boise. Came back and got the W in the Mountain West Championship game. So, good on them there. Jake Hayner. Well, nothing impressive. Never mind. We're going to leave you quiet. Uh, 
And then last up, New Mexico State beat the dog piss out of Valparaiso, 65-3. to But Congratulations, ladies not and gents. A championship In the game, final so. week of the season, you all won your championship games. All right. Or you're just rescheduled games, like three of them were. Nope, all of those games were championships. <laughs> all right. So you're... Uh, go ahead and give you the model top 25 real quick. I'll just give you what the model thinks the top four should be. That's what I'll give you. And then I'll give you my top 25. No, give us the top 10 for the model. Okay, well, you're going to be disappointed that I do that. but Why? Because Tennessee's not in it? No, I mean, they're in it, barely. At number 10. No, not that low. All right, number 10, USC. Number 9, Tulane. Number 8, Tennessee. Number 7, Utah. Number 6, Kansas State. Number 5, TCU. Number four, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number two, Michigan. And number one, Georgia. All right, now as far as my top 25, at 25, I got Fresno State, Mountain West champions. Ballsy. Number 24, I got the Troy Trojans. This is just recency bias. They're 11 and 2, and their two losses are Alabama and this list. Yes. All right. 23, I got James Madison. Should have been their conference champions, but they couldn't play in it because of some bullshit rule. I understand. Number 22, South Carolina Gamecocks. Fuck you. Number 21, the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. Sneaky feet. Number 20, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Clover Leaves with alcoholics, whichever you prefer. Number 19, the Texas Longhorns. The Bulls. Number 18, the Tulane Green Wave. The Hulk Mean Green. Titan Machine. Number 17, the Oregon State Beavers. The... Number 16, the UCLA Bruins. <laughs> the Geeks. Number 15, the USC Trojans. The Condoms. Number 14, the Washington Huskies. The Dog Sleds. 13, the Oregon Ducks. The Mallards. 12, the LSU Tigers. Creole Pirates. Number 11, the Clemson Tigers. Kitties. Number 10, the Florida State Seminoles. The Natives. Number 9, TCU Horn Frogs. The Horny Toads. Hypnotoad himself, the Allfather. Number 8, Alabama. The Elephants. The number, Gay Elephants. Number 7, Kansas State. The Chalky Milks. Number 6, Ohio State. The Peanuts. Number 5, Tennessee. The Volunteers, no, what do I want to name them? The Fanta, Orange Fanta. Number four, Utah. The Utes. Number three, Penn State. Damn. Damn. Damn is right. Holy shit, that's pretty fucking high. Okay, the Mountain Cougars. Number two, Michigan. The Restaurants. Number one, Georgia. The Puppies. They ain't no puppies no more. They're champions. The Puppies. This man just dissolved me. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and give him the plugs. So we can get the fuck up out of here. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, because you've been a loyal listener all season, that if you disagree with anything that we've said on today's podcast, you're absolutely 100% incorrect. Second of all, let us know at Joe Pat on the Bets on Twitter. Uh, go to JoePatOnTheBets.com. You can show your friends the podcast there. They can listen, or you can just buy merch and support us. Go to the Patreon if you don't want to listen to our bullshit opinions. Because you can get all the picks that the model has there. 
instead of just the ones that we're going to give you and talk about, because we don't talk about all of them anyway. So go there, get that, it's in the link tree, it's on the Twitter. Um, go to the sponsor, PetNurturePlus.com. Buy stuff for your dogs and cats, because they love you very much. They've been a great companion for you this football season. They've sat on the couch with you, cried with you while you lost your money from gambling. They've been a great friend, and you don't deserve them. But show you show them that you care, and that you love them. Go to PetNurturePlus.com. Also, I love you very much. You need to drink a lot of chocolate milk this weekend, or bad things are going to happen. Mwah. That's all we got for you, and we'll see you Friday. Cue the motherfucking beat.